0: Hello, this is Kisa Shreen. Today on the show, we're featuring another interview from our Net Zero Conversation series. The series was recorded at the Net Zero Delivery Summit, hosted by the City of London Corporation, in association with the COP26 UK Presidency 2022 and the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero, also known as GFANS. As always, we love hearing from you. So reach out on social media or at our show inbox, fmtlseg.com. Now over to Jane Goodland, Group Head of Sustainability at LSEG.
1: David, welcome. And thank you for joining us on Net Zero Conversations today.
2: It's great to be here, Jane. Thank you very much.
1: So, the finance sector made some really big pledges back in uh, last year at COP26. The question that we all have, though, is, is how do we really start to change those pledges into plans and plans into action?
2: So, you're absolutely right. Some significant pledges, some significant commitments at COP26 in terms of phasing down coal, uh, in terms of a number of other things, in terms of really the role of finance. Uh, it was known as the first finance cop and i think that's legitimate and uh, a pretty significant engagement by the financial sector and a real follow-up in terms of uh, the commitment that we've seen since then so to your point of taking uh, pledges and turning them into plans taking the plans and turning them into actions we are seeing that and i'm seeing that for example in gfans which made a big significant appearance at uh at glasgow and then we've had a number of work streams ongoing since then i'm uh, involved in co-leading the real economy transition work stream but there are a number of other work streams that are really trying to get into i'll say the uh, some of the details and some of the nitty-gritty of uh, determining standards determining particular issues that we can work through and where we can make progress and these are all some challenging issues and there are no easy answers, but mm. uh, we are seeing some real progress. And then we're also seeing some progress in terms of the behavior of companies, corporates, uh, asset managers, asset owners and the financial sector more broadly. So feels like we're making progress.
1: Now, um, the carbon market is an interesting part of the of the market. We've got compliance markets in some parts of the the world. What's the role of voluntary carbon markets do you think as we move to a more sustainable economy?
2: So voluntary carbon markets do have a role to play. It is not a substitute for decarbonization. but we will get to a point, and in many ways there are opportunities to exercise this now, where there are, there are aspects of the world that we cannot decarbonise. Uh, so if we can create through voluntary carbon markets, uh, a market that allows the raising of capital to finance projects that will help mitigate carbon emissions. That is valuable mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself. It is also a way of raising capital to allocate to these mitigation projects in uh, number emerging markets, developing markets, where there is a huge opportunity with the availability of capital to drive uh, reduction of carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. And so I do think significant opportunity for voluntary carbon markets. The London Stock Exchange at Glasgow announced our plans to build and launch a voluntary carbon market. This morning we issued a public uh, market consultation around the market rules that we have set up for that. So making good progress there uh, and looking forward to uh, that launch uh, of the market in the coming months and then using the capital raised on that market to finance these mitigation projects. I think it'll be very useful.
1: Yeah, that seems like a really tangible kind of deliverable of of some of the change. When we think about kind of the, the policy environment that we're operating in, can you talk to me a little bit about what you think that policymakers around the world should be doing to create the environment within which investors, other financial institutions and the real economy companies can really start to accelerate this transitions because we need the right policy environment, right? Mm -hmm.
2: So in some ways, there's this sense that we've made a lot of progress in terms of, for example, uh, disclosure of emissions. But the work we've done, the research our team has done, shows that 42% of large caps and mid caps globally have not disclosed their scope one, scope two emissions. So that's a big percentage. So we have a long ways to go there. A lot of the disclosure that is done is of mixed quality. And then we've also done some research through uh, our index business, FTSE Russell, that uh, where there are disclosure gaps, uh, investors make estimates and mm. a large percentage of the time they're way off in terms of those estimates. So we have a real issue here in terms of disclosure, uh, in terms of the quality of disclosure, and then in terms of what happens when we don't have the disclosure. Mm-hmm. So that is a, an obvious area, an obvious opportunity for Uh, the regulators to step in, and this is on a global basis, uh, to really mandate frameworks for disclosure, Mm -hmm. sustainability disclosure, should be aligned with TCFD and ISSB. I think we also have an opportunity for governments to, uh, and regulators to require the disclosure of the breakdown of of green and non-green revenues. So that investors have the information to allocate capital where they want to allocate capital. And then the final aspect, there'll certainly be more, but another aspect of this is the mandating of uh, climate transition plans. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that here in the UK where uh, we and others are working with the transition plans task force, uh, but mandated transition plans uh, that are public are coming. At LSEG, we made ours public a couple months ago and had our shareholders vote on it at our AGM. And I think that, is something that it's great for companies to do even before it becomes mandated. Yeah. But uh, governments should mandate that as well because we need to have an understanding of how companies are going to uh, drive towards this transition.
1: And does do this level of uh, disclosure need to happen in both the private and the public markets? And if so, why?
2: Yes, is the answer. It has to be across the economy. We can't be in a position where you apply these standards or these requirements to Uh, for example, just listed companies, just publicly traded companies. That will, uh, in many cases, just drive a lot of the emissions into private sector hands, uh, non-publicly traded. And that is not helpful for what we all are trying to achieve. So it has to apply across the economy. It has to apply to publicly traded companies, privately held companies. And we need to do this on a global basis. Mm -hmm. We can't have it be the case in certain countries uh, or regions or regulatory jurisdictions and not in others, because that will also uh, drive regulatory arbitrage.
1: And one final question for you. As we move towards COP27, what's the one thing that you think that we all need to do to make it a success?
2: I think we have to have a clear recognition that time is not our friend here. Uh, and we we really have to make progress quickly. Uh, I think uh, carbon pricing in all of its controversy and uh, all of its challenge in some uh, political areas, we have to consider that uh, more forcefully. And then I think uh, the comments I was making earlier about the the real need for mandated disclosure, Mm -hmm. mandated transition plans, absolutely critical. We get there as quickly as possible. And it will take time for those rules to be put in place. But as soon as there is a clarity around the direction of travel for those rules, companies should do it voluntarily to get ahead of it.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jane. We invite you to subscribe to the Refinitive Sustainability Perspectives podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your content. What did you think about the podcast? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for updates on our show. Thank you for joining and see you next time.